Welcome to episode three, Twisted Lister, joined as usual by Todd and Harrison. Plenty to talk about today, the usual listing that takes place here. We'll talk top five Beatles covers of all time. I uh, wanted to recap some music news from last week, too. we got to give our take on the Bruno Mars Chili Peppers Super Bowl halftime show. And uh, how are you guys doing just in general? I said I was going to stop asking this question because it's a stupid question, but I feel... Like, we need intro music to get into this, so we'll work on that maybe for episode 9 or 10. we got to do that. We'd have a little Beatles medley going in the background right now. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Harrison uh, wearing pink headphones to all the listeners at home. These are fabulous, guys. <laughs> they oh, are comfortable, and they I wish are everyone could see conforming. Them. They give me full fidelity. I'm set. It's beautiful. And they're stylish. They are stylish. They are stylish. Yeah. I can't wait to ride the Tokyo subway wearing these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they are very stylish. Harrison, right Harrison's pink headphones. Uh, we're all in our respective corners ready to duke it out on Twisted Lister. How cheesy was that? You like that? Uh, that yeah. So we had our first phone call to the Twisted Lister hotline a couple weeks ago. We finally were going to play it now. We just didn't have time in the last show. Uh, so it came from our buddy Hetty, who left a voicemail on the Twisted Lister hotline. Uh, I'm calling the Twisted Lister hotline. I want to talk to Mr. Fleischer. Uh, I want to talk to you about um, 1980s TV theme songs, specifically Blossom and Full House. I think that's it. So uh, he obviously called in the Twisted Lister hotline to get our take on 80s TV theme shows, uh, or theme songs, rather, from from shows. Uh, Funny, Blossom. That, yeah, go ahead. That's a subject that's probably going to come up today with uh, Beatles covers. Oh, yes. I, <laughs> I think it will. I think it will. In fact, I believe we could see unanimous number one with that. Good tie-in there. Uh, so yes. I guess our, our listener, Hetty, just wants to know, Blossom or Full House uh, will go around uh, I would go with with Full House with Blossom being a close second. It's a great song, uh, and I wonder <laughs> if it was composed by the dad in Blossom because if you remember, he was a musician. So that's right, jingle yeah. writer. Yeah. yeah, Harrison, Blossom um, or oh, Full House? Full House, man. Yeah. How do you how do you get over that, man? It's such a great bluesy riff, you know. <laughs> yeah, and Todd. I, I guess I, I got to go with Full House. I'm gonna make it unanimous. And speak, and they were also jingle writers, Joey and Jesse. So I didn't even realize they have that in common. The shit is. That's true. I love it. I was like, it's like it was, uh, reminded me of a, a song my dad wrote. It's like Ain't Got Time for the Blues. Like all their problems are really, really surface level. You know, oh, the news on the TV is bad, man. Let's <laughs> let's 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 make sure we hop into our you know, into our convertible and drive across the Golden Gate Bridge to really you know relax. <laughs> 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 yeah, it was a rough life for them in yeah. Full House. Well, hey, that's the first phone call. We take more calls. Uh, everybody who listens has our numbers, so you can just leave us a message. You know how to get a hold of us. New or you can send us an email at our new email address, twisted, twistedlister69 at gmail.com. 69, I had to do that. Wait, I'm going to do it again. Yeah, okay. That's our actual email address, so yeah. please. Give it out one more time. Head. One more time, Harrison. Twisted. TwistedLister69 at gmail.com. Yeah, let's get into it. Bruno Mars, Chili Peppers. Uh, I, I thought it was so bizarre. Like, let's just get some random band to sing a random hit from 1993 and dump them in the middle of the Super Bowl stadium. It was a little <laughs> bit strange. What would you guys think? 
yeah, interesting, yeah, red hot chili sandwich in the middle of the Bruno Mars set. Um, <laughs> they looked fabulous. God, those guys, man. You stop doing heroin at fifty, and you can really not make like get get looking good there. I mean, obviously, the whole Phantom Instruments things is an, is an issue, but uh, I mean, how do you guys feel about that? It was terrible. I thought it was terrible. I mean, I I think it was. Um, it was terrible. At least plug in to make it look like it's going to be real, right? But that was the yeah. least. But here's the thing: that was the least. You no, know of... I didn't mind it that much. But yeah, I, I, I I'm kind of with I mean, Todd. I, the whole Super Bowl thing is so, you know, so much of it's artificial, anyways. I don't expect like some real gritty rock performance. I don't know. I also, I don't, That's I don't feel cheated. Like I know Flea can play the bass. You know, it's like... exactly. Yeah, it's not like <laughs> those I know, guys I know exactly can't play... what that was supposed to sound like. I don't think he was going to do anything like crazy. You know. So right. I don't. I don't feel like I lost anything in that. And I think Kitas was actually singing. It was just the other guys weren't. Really right. Yeah, he he was. Were, did you guys walk around all week though, waiting for Anthony Kitas to just jump out and sing "Give It Away" in the middle of your daily routine? Because that's I. <laughs> hey, if it happens to Bruno Mars when he's at work, it could happen to anybody. Okay. That's like true. you're walking into a meeting and Anthony Kitas is right around the corner and he just busts in to give it away. Uh, I, I and I would have loved to see Bruno Mars's face when they started to, to tell him in the pre-production meetings what he would have to. They're like, the Chili Bear is just going to come in. You're not sure when. We don't know when. They're just going to show up in the middle of your in your show. Uh, it was yeah, it was completely disjointed, kind of like the the Grammys. I felt like. Uh, so. I mean, it would have worked if they had if they had um, like come together better and like you know collaborated on something maybe for like a hot second yeah that felt real as and, opposed to just well there was know. an attempt at a segue i don't know if you caught that like the give it away thing he started saying it but it was yeah. very weak it was weak it was a segue it wasn't a collaboration though, no know, so. not really i mean he's saying a little but the one problem with where where i was watching super bowl as harrison was too but they had closed captioning i mean we could hear it <laughs> but they had the closed captioning going and you do not want to know what Bruno Mars is saying because those lyrics are just about the worst lyrics imaginable. Oh. So um, that's just one. Point. Well, if they when had, you... if they had the guy from Mandela's funeral signing, then they could have just made stuff up underneath the closed <laughs> captioning. It would have been great. They could have just see that would have been more entertaining yeah. than the closed captioning. But yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was bad. It was disjointed. It, it was strange. And the other thing is, what a random song. I mean, if you're doing, you know, you're doing a pop show, which Bruno Mars was obviously appealing to a lot of young kids, which is, you know, that's fine. And, and others who love pop music, uh, give them, there's a, there are Chili Pepper songs that are much newer than the random hit from 1993. I mean, that was a little bizarre. But remember, they were there to appeal to a, a an older audience. So yeah, but the older, but, to... but you scared off the, 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 the older, older people, right? I mean, the people who are in their sixties were probably like, Whoa, what are these shirtless 50 year olds doing? These guys, But you know, what's funny is those people in their sixties actually like no Bruno Mars, but in the Chili Peppers, exactly. Those people like that. I've talked to a couple Probably. people recently who love Bruno Mars that are in their 60s or 70s. So, but they have no idea who the Chili Peppers or really know their music. So yeah. that's the interesting thing is he appeals to the younger. He kind of has that mass appeal, of course, which is why he's there in the first place. Yeah, he's a pop act, exactly. Anyway, great drum solo, Bruno. Uh, so getting <laughs> getting into it now, Twisted Lister for the week. We're going to pick out our top five Beatles covers of all time. Of course, this comes in conjunction with the 50th anniversary of the Beatles playing on the Ed Sullivan Show and coming to America. And, I, you know, it, to me, my history with the Beatles is kind of interesting because growing up, my dad was a huge Beatles fan, and then I, or a Beatles fan, and I had kind of a backlash because I didn't I considered it oldies music, right? And I didn't want to 
like that. And I, I really, uh, I, I got into a lot of the classic rock artists, and my dad and I definitely shared an interest on the Doors. And I think that's where our, our music uh, appreciation kind of started to cross paths. And we drove across the country and he drove me out to college and we listened to the doors for the whole time and i think the doors thing is probably because they sound a lot like pearl jam so the beatles i came around on the beatles a lot later in life it was probably like after college and uh, as far as ed sullivan I still remember to this day watching these like Ed Sullivan anniversary specials with my mom, and she would always talk about uh, them watching Ed Sullivan. So it's kind of cool to see something that is uh, such a, a, an important part of pop culture and certainly something that meant a lot to me. And then obviously, you know, me getting into media and stuff, I always had this appreciation for people like Ed Sullivan who did talk shows. And I, you know, I always wanted to host a show like that, but instead I've decided to host this show with you guys. And, uh, better you know, deal, better deal. yeah, way better deal. <laughs> Ed Sullivan, did, Ed Sullivan did not have anyone wearing pink headphones on the set. So this is much better. Hey, those so, shows are in black and white. You don't know. You don't that, know. That's true. I, yeah, that's true. That's true. Maybe uh, Paul was wearing a pink suit and we don't know. <laughs> that's true. We'll never know. Uncover that. Would you, I think vice would do a whole uh, thing on that probably. Um, so anyway, and what the meaning of the pink suit was. Uh, yeah, so it means a lot to me. I, I'm psyched about this. This was a really cool idea. It came from Todd, and I'm excited to get into my list. Uh, so we'll go around. And, and, Todd, I think you want to give your take on the list. Then, Harrison, get into it, man. Well, I, I did. I, I, okay, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to talk about, you know, I think it's interesting the, the significance of the Beatles to, you know, to different musicians, but just to people in general because I think, uh, you know, they are the most influential rock band of all time. I think it's hard to argue that. Um, yeah. But, you know, I've read some interesting commentaries in the last week from musicians talking about uh, their, their impact. But anyway, Scott, you bring up a good point. I think it's interesting because I feel like most, a lot of people grew up hearing the Beatles, probably from their parents, maybe at least for people our age or our parents themselves just uh, getting into it. But anyway, for me, I definitely remember um, a lot of road trips with my family and that Beatles tape or two that we had that getting heavy, heavy airplay <laughs> in the Gelfeld car. So I, I remember that a lot. So I knew all those hits extremely well. Um, and it wasn't until later, I guess, probably in high school when I got into some of the deeper cuts, I guess, of, you know, Sgt. Peppers and Revolver. And Revolver is still to this day probably my favorite Beatles album. But um, but anyways, it does have that kind of significance. of it, it, When I was a kid, that was kind of one of my introductions to rock, along with the Beach Boys, I would say, and some other, and Motown and some other, uh, you know, classic rock artists. But the Beatles, you know, it, it's funny because there aren't, I don't think there are many rock bands or artists that can say that the Beatles didn't have some kind of influence on them. And that's the interesting thing about this, today's topic, is that you see such a wide range of artists who've covered the Beatles, and that's, I think, what made it fun to kind of explore, because I heard all these Beatles covers that I've never heard before. Um, and a lot of these are by major artists. So anyway, Harrison. And Harrison, yeah. you you came you came from a Grateful Dead family, so it's a it's Grateful Dead family. Yeah. My dad actually yeah. was a was a, a big John Lennon fan, but not a, necessarily a Beatles fan. So we didn't have any Beatles records in my house growing up. I had I mean, we had Double Fantasy, but no Beatles records. So I come from a bit more of a uh, place of naivete. I got again. I think it was you know probably high school when they were putting out all the anthologies that you know I started hearing it because people were playing it at school and stuff. And and uh, you know we would listen to it while building sets for theater. Uh, but uh, yeah, I came into it later, and you, you kind of realize the entire kind of breadth of their work and just how much output they had in seven years is just remarkable, and you know how they completely changed things. 
um, for that, you know, in that era is, is pretty cool. So I was a little overwhelmed with this subject matter because I, you know, this topic Beals covers, because when you get into it, it's just, I mean, thousands and thousands of tracks to choose from. So, um, I'll just, I'll just jump into it. I went kind of a, a little bit more surface level, you know, but, uh, I think, I think, I, um, there's some decent picks in here, but we're going to go with top five this week. Right guys. Yes. Top okay, five. So, go for it. Harrison. So, some uh, my number five is a very specific track. It's Jimi Hendrix's first time covering Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, June fourth, nineteen sixty-seven. You can find this on YouTube if you look. It was at the Seville Theater in uh, in England. Uh, it was he it was, he performed Sgt. Pepper's June fourth. The album had come out on June first. And what's important about it is Jimi Hendrix was twenty-five years old, trying to make a name for himself in England, and that day he knew that both uh, Paul McCartney and George Harrison were going to be in the audience, so he decided to play the song for them, kind of being like saying, look guys, this is what I can do. Three days after you put the album out, I'm playing the song for you. So um, as far as like an important historical cover, I think that's up there because it was, it was one of, I think, Jimi Hendrix's big breakout moments when he was trying to make a name for himself in, in uh, London. So uh, definitely worth checking out. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great moment in rock history. It's, which... I mean, it, yeah, it's a great moment in rock. It's it's not like the cleanest, you know, most fat, like best Jimi Hendrix song you've ever heard, but just kind of that kind of that important moment. Uh, I think it's worth checking out. Um, That's a good so, call. I, I number... put that on my. It's on my my longer list. It's not on my five, but it is on the. Gotcha. Spotify playlist that I created. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so number four for me is you got to hide your love away. By the Beach Boys on their album, oh, the Beach Boys Party. Not what I was expecting. I say. know, I know. I'm throwing a <laughs> curveball here. I actually, you know, this is this is my hardest thing, not choosing the Eddie Vedder uh, version of it. But I actually think that the Beach Boys version is a little bit better. It's um, uh, it's a bit more atmospheric. Dennis Wilson sings it. If it had been Brian Wilson, it would have been even better, I think, because uh, you have that line. I, I see them laugh at me, and I hear them say, you know, like yeah. you gotta hide your love. Like that would have been such a great line for Brian Wilson to sing, I think. But uh, still, uh, a really good cover. It's got it's just guitar singing and then um, some tambourines. But it's kind of the album's funny because it was supposed to be like recorded at a party, but it was all done in studio, and they added uh, like laugh tracks and and. The oh, it was done in studio. I heard yeah. it because it sounds like you know it's a live version. Yeah, it's it was That's live like... in studio, but then they added all these like audience sounds. Oh. No, it, it like, does. It does sound like it's a party or something. And I heard that, and I was like, hmm, "That's a little." It, yeah, it was, it was kind of kind of cool, but kind of cheesy. It was on that line. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the Beach. It was the third album the Beach Boys had put out that year. Like they, I mean, wow. who does that anymore? Who puts out who puts out two albums in a year? That's who puts a great out an point. album more than once once every two or yeah. three years. D- different it's, topic. It's the point. album the the album model is dead yeah. overall. So who even does right. it at all? Todd but, and I but, will but, argue sure. back and forth forever on this though. <laughs> alone, so yeah. No, but it's incredible. Hey, the Beatles are maybe the best argument for why the album still. Mm-hmm. I think, well, should have some relevance because you listen to, like, Sgt. Pepper's or Revolver or White Album or Abbey Road or, you know, that's an experience, I think, especially Abbey Road, start to finish. True. If you just pick one track off Abbey Road, you're not really getting it, you know, but... Yeah. So number three for me was uh, A Hard Day's Night by Otis Redding on Live at the Whiskey A Go-Go, which I think, and I've used this word, this will be the second time, way more gravitas coming from Otis Redding singing about, you know, I've been working like a dog. You know, and then uh, coming from four mop-top guys from England getting off a plane, you know. It's, uh, you know, he just, he owns the song, and it's this great kind of 
it got this big band blues sound to it, and it's it's kind of gritty. Uh, definitely worth checking out. But funny story just about that. So I don't know that the version, but I, Hard Day's mm-hmm. Night, I just learned this week, was written specifically for the movie because they already mm-hmm. had the name of the movie. And so gotcha. the producer, I think it was the producer of the movie, was like, I need one more song. Can you do a song called Hard Day's Night? And Lennon and McCartney wrote it in one night. They wrote the ah. song. Yeah, they wrote the song, and they came back, and they're like, here, this is what we came up with. <laughs> story. <laughs> now it's a classic, Stone Cold. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> story about Hard Day's Night. I remember my first experience with Hard Day's Night was playing it in band class. Todd, do you remember this? We played it. I was on the drums. Really? Oh. So it was, def- it was the first, probably the first and only yes. rock song that I learned on the drums because I think I just repeated <laughs> everything after that, uh, as everybody did. <laughs> Every kid who learned drums, you just re- learn Ringo's beats, and then you just repeat them uh, for everything else. <laughs> And, yeah, and I remember playing that song, so there you go. Nice. And I'm surprised that our cover from band class didn't make the list, but Otis Redding's cover <laughs> did. That's, I know, that's insulting. Otis. Yeah. So I'm now, I'm now going to jump out of the 60s because all those choices, were from, my first three choices were, were all recorded in the late 60s, and fly forward into the new millennium with uh, She Said, She Said by the Black Keys um, from the big come up. Oh, God, so good. So, at, like, just this nice, like, deep, like, grinding version of the song and it really fits really well um again yeah big come up by the black key no i i agree that one was on my kind of it was on the short list not on the final five but it's a great version it's very kind of dirty very distorted and they Mm. definitely bring something different i mean that's what that's really included in for me is it's just a totally different take on the song in a way that i really uh, really liked and it and sounded I, like it could be from a garage, coming out of a garage in 1968. That was the cool thing about it. It didn't sound oh, yeah. like it was made yesterday or last couple. Yeah, of years I mean, ago. like with it, I, I think feel like, like you know a lot of the stuff you know you get from the Black Keys is like that, which is why I love them is because they really got that they that, that historic sound down pretty well. You know that garage sound that um, works well. And number one, I don't think I need to tell you guys what my number one is. I have a feeling that <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to be doing this one for number one, but definitely with a little help from my friends by Joe Cocker. You know, got to. It's just like he owns that song. That's his song, you know. That, yeah, of course, 80s, uh, 80s TV show soundtrack or uh, jingles or yeah, from the Wonder Years. That's right. Which, uh, uh, classic, 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 classic theme song. Classic oh, yeah. theme song. Sorry, theme song. Um yeah. Yeah, no, it's you know up there with Obla Di Obla Da from Life Goes On, the TV show. But you know another great '80s uh, TV show theme song. But uh, I think you're right. Yeah. There might need to be another show on on this uh, on the '80s theme songs. There might That's need to true. be a show yeah. or theme songs, uh, pop songs as theme songs. Anyway, but uh, I found that- I found like one of the things I found interesting when I was researching this is a lot of Latin bands have covered Obla Di Obla Da. I don't know really? why, but it's just like I guess something maybe just about the fact that. There is a, like the nonsense words. It's a little. It's a little less effort to like understand what's going on in the song. Maybe I don't know. I didn't but, catch that. that. I was just gonna say I didn't find a lot of Obla Dio that covers, but I guess I wasn't looking in the right place. Yeah, I found one so, by a band called Los Locos, which I think as a trademark <laughs> lawyer, a Los, I have a problem. It's a Los, I have a problem Los with Locos. that. As a trademark lawyer, there's a band called Los Locos. They're a Los 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 Lobos cover band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll be playing at uh, Cabo Wabo this weekend. Uh... It's funny you mentioned the Latin thing because what I was going to say is it's interesting, and this goes back to what I was saying, that so many different kinds of artists, such a variety, cover the Beatles, and it shows their influence. But I noticed there's so many soul covers of the of the Beatles. Um, you know, there's so many great soul artists that have covered them between, like, Marvin Gaye and Stevie Wonder and Aretha Franklin and Otis Redding and 
like tons of great soul covers. And this, the, the cool thing is that the Beatles songs, the amazing thing is they work so well in that context. Yeah. And they weren't, you know, for the most part, they weren't really written with a soul, you know, kind of orientation in mind. Well, so. yeah, I mean, there, I, mean there, I think you could say there was definitely a blues influence on the, on, you know, at a certain level for the, um, uh, for, oh, the for the Beatles. Beatles. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, definitely. That was their roots were in the blues, so that's, so, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, it becomes it becomes kind of a kind of a cyclical thing. You know, you feed into each other. That's a great thing about music, man. Yeah, you, know, you oh. can play off each other that way. Definitely. All right, so that's so, my list. Todd, what do you got? That's that's a, a very strong strong list. I was going to say a lot of those were <laughs> under consideration for me, but we actually only have one song, which you may know, which overlaps. We've kind of Todd, when to, you're when you're putting together these Todd, when you're putting together these lists, knowing how long it takes you to do anything throughout your daily routine, <laughs> like do this you do you have you not slept for three weeks since we started doing this? Because you know, I, yeah, I think Vicky would tell you that I have slept much less. I've been waking up at all hours of the night, <laughs> working on these playlists. You might wonder how I came up already with almost fifty Beatles oh covers my on my Spotify playlist. It is now the Todd. Lister playlist. Wow. Um, in addition to the Man Day soundtrack, so there's been a lot of playlisting happening, but I'm trying to use those, you know, those twilight hours well, since I can't, I've been having sleep problems, so. Jeez. Anyways, so, the, yeah. yeah I mean, that's impressive. So, I have been able to do a lot of research and a lot of notes. You should see all the notes I have for the show, which a lot of them are not going to be used, don't worry. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so, going into my list, this was very hard for me, because I did discover a lot of songs. You know, some of the top ones are ones that I've known and loved for years. But I had to boot a couple of songs that were on my initial, like Harrison said, kind of the, the surface list. I had to kick some off, um, which maybe you guys will have on your list, maybe not. But anyway, uh, get, getting into mine, at number five, I had um, I Want to Hold Your Hand by Al Green, going back to the soul, uh, the soul covers. But um, this one was one I'd never heard before. Um, and Al Green really gives it the classic, well, Al Green soul stacks treatment with the great uh, kind of stacks horn section accompaniment um, that, just, that gives it the right melodic phrasing, the horn section. It really accents uh, what Al, Green, the Al Green's vocals in the song, um, which are these kind of pleading vocals, which is a lot different than the, you know, the take you get from the original Beatles song, which is obviously a great song and one of their first big hits. Um, but, but anyway, it's, it's definitely, if you haven't heard it before, the Al Green version is worth checking out. I, I, it's a new favorite for me, and I... As I said, never heard it before, but uh, he just kills it. And uh, and actually, I read a really funny review. I can't take credit for this, um, but I read a review, funny review of the, the Al Green version, and they say <laughs> their kind of a kicker on it was that the song, when you hear it, it makes you believe that holding hands is just the beginning of whatever's happening. So <laughs> <laughs> anyways, to number four, um, this one was hard, actually, to move it down from the top, but because um, I, I had it a little closer to the top. But this is another one I'd never heard before. Um, it was on the anthology, actually. It was released on the anthology, never released previously as a Beatles song, but it's Real Love, covered by Regina Spector. Um, oh. And she does, an, it's an amazing cover. Um, it's very sparse. It's just her and a piano, playing piano and singing. Um, but it's kind of a haunting cover of that song, which was released by Lennon, I think, in the 70s. Well, it had to be in the 70s. But, um, but as I said, they, the Beatles did do that recording and released that in the mid-'90s. Um, but yeah, it's this very spare arrangement. I think it's just perfect with the piano accompaniment. And it's really, it's kind of like stunning and gives you, I think gives you chills a little bit to hear it. So that's my take on it. But I mean, I love Regina Spector. So I guess if, if you, you know, if you like her, or you don't like her, that would play into it too. But it's a great cover. And I think it was on a, 
some a Lennon tribute album from a few years ago. So that was my number four. Number three, um, this is one that I grew up listening to. It's Helter Skelter by U2, uh, which is a live cover off of Rattle and Home. Yeah, yeah. You don't like that? No, no, it's so bad. What? So bad. Oh, come on, man. It's such I... it's such a glossed over version of that song. Oh, I don't I don't think so. And know, uh, the man. we're taking it back, man. Come on. That, that was... was an amazing line. Charles Manson ah. stole it from the Beatles. We're we're sticking it back. That oh, was... such 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 Bono egotism. All right, see, moment. I think your problem is with Bono here. No, I also I just I, I don't think it's a really good I, like I I just I'm sorry I just have to disagree. I just don't think it's a great. It's a great hey, cover of it. Hey, I think Susan Debanchi's did a great cover of Helter Skelter a bit later, you know, that was, you know, keeping it there. I listened to that, dark. but I didn't, I wasn't into that, but I don't know. I To me, it's, uh, you know, we're talking about a seminal rock band at the height of their powers on Rattle and Hum, which was, you know, Arguably the worst, one of my favorite albums. Worst. By U2. Worst album by U2. I, matter of opinion. <laughs> matter of I, opinion. I, I Look, I had, uh, look, I had a... One of my best friends in college, who we always argued about this. I just want to and, make Harrison uh, listen to it right now. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Come on, man. Harrison, you're being way too harsh. I'm being harsh. I'm okay, being yeah, harsh. Scott, you I'm need sorry. to weigh in right. on this a little yeah. bit. Yeah, well, right, I think I'm he's being, being harsh. A... I, like the, I like the Bono banter on that album, too. I mean, you guys know oh, yeah. I love the uh, In the Name of Reverend King, Let's Sing. I mean, that is one of the best rock banter moments in the history of rock of live rock concerts, oh, yeah. you know, and that's obviously on Pride on that on album. Pride, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think this I think this is a great version. Not on my list, but I think it's a great version, okay. Harrison. You're being harsh. Right, right. You're being Sorry, harsh. I, just, I think I you're got... a little harsh, but you know yeah. that's the beauty of the lister. We you know we can it's disagree true. on things. It's true. It's true. Music is an inherently subjective enterprise. We know I just, I, you know, it's just, you just you hit me from a lot of angles there. You know, it's just uh, not a huge fan <laughs> yeah. of Rattle Sorry, and Hum either. I didn't man. mean to jostle it, shake it up. Shake <laughs> rattle so and Hum? You rustled my, you you my jimmies with that How one, can you hate Rattle and Hum, Harrison? I don't get how what you is, hate Rattle yeah. and Hum. Harrison. When love comes to town, come on! It's just this like real. It's a just a cheesy album. It's, no, it's just, no. Yeah. Oh man, no. Desire, Angel of Harlem. Oh, Angel of Harlem, so good. Van Diemen's Land. Come on, Harrison, you're crazy. <laughs> all right, all right. Man. <laughs> we, have, we all have our opinions. I mean, I mean, Harrison. great live versions of Pride. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. I mean, it, to me, it, you know, I think it, I know that a lot of critics didn't like it too at the time, so you have some people who agree with you. But well, you I, know, I, I think it's. Harrison, Harrison, how can you not love this riff? I mean, how does this not make you feel good? You know? Oh, man. Yeah. Come on. Yes. Anybody oh, who's so walked through levels. the snow on a snowy day. Yes. Yeah. You know? Oh, I feel like you're, you're mocking me. We're just trying to show you the light, that's all. We're, no, getting, yeah. we're getting off topic. Let's go back. Okay, right. Todd. Anyway, my last comment on that song is that, uh, you know, I talked about the fact that U2 was kind of at the height of their powers. And obviously, you know, with Zoo TV, you could argue they were there, too. But... Anyway, I, I think it was it was cool because you, you know that they grew up worshiping the Beatles. It was I thought it was a great tribute, um, and Manson line really kind of iced it. But anyway, um, it's also one thing about that original song is it's one of the heaviest Beatles songs I think that they ever oh, did, yeah. um, and that's pretty cool. I mean, we're talking about White Album, um, you know, kind of the later period Beatles, but it's a it's a heavy song, and I always thought actually, and there's probably I'm sure you know someone could email us this or read us on Facebook, but I always thought it would be a cool song for like a good metal cover or more, you know, hard rock kind of metal cover. Um, but anyway, I think 
the Edge's guitar part is great. It's kind of a thundering guitar part. Bono, Bono brings kind of a different verve to it um, and introduced it to a new generation. So, like me, I had never heard the Beatles song when I heard their version. So, that's the cool thing about covers sometimes is that a couple of these versions I knew before I knew the Beatles songs. Anyway, moving on to number two. What were you going to say something? Oh. No. Okay, number two is... Uh, I love this version. I think Harrison would agree with me, actually, on this one. Is uh, in my life, Johnny Cash. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll give that to you. He did on his American recordings with Rick Rubin. Um, I mean, it's one of my actually one of my favorite Johnny Cash songs because I think he just does an incredible job with it. And as Rick Rubin did on a lot of those American recordings, um, just stripped down really to just it's just Johnny's voice, you know, the acoustic guitar. There's really not a lot going on um, in terms of you know, in the background, but that's perfect, I think, for the song. And we were talking about Johnny, you know, this was obviously very late in his life. And so as Har I'm going to use Harrison's gravitas here, <laughs> his uh, point. But I think Johnny brings the song this gravitas, gravitas that it didn't have, you know, not exactly the same feel, even though the, the Beatles version is brilliant. Um, yeah, I think they were 22 when they wrote that, so yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but... Um, but anyway, I mean, it's it's an incredible song. He gives it a completely different feel, and uh, you know, I had to include that one because I think that's another one I mentioned. Regina Spector. It's kind of like a haunting type of uh, song, I think, when you hear it, and that's how I feel about that about mm -hmm. Johnny Cash's version. Is like you hear it, and even when he was alive, it had that haunting feel. But certainly, you know, posthumously, probably even more. Yeah, so. that, that, that the whole American series is haunting. I guess. Oh yeah, yeah right. You, you listen to, to Hurt. It. Yeah, you listen to Hurt. That version is also incredible, and Trent Reznor, I think, really loved the version. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, moving on to number one, I actually do have the same one as Harrison. Um, I have, with a little help from my friends, Joe Cocker. Uh, I think all of us kind of are in that sweet spot, generationally speaking, of you know, growing up watching The Wonder Years. Um, and that was probably plus, part of our introduction. Plus the, uh, the appropriate Woodstock nostalgia as yes. a teen years, which also contributed to that. I remember listening to the Woodstock soundtrack over and over again, and that was always yeah. on there. So, yeah. But I think, I think that song, the cool thing about it is, to me, it's everything that, that a cover should be um, because they, he completely reimagines the song. Um, you know, I was actually t t talking to – I was talking to someone about it this week and talking about how – about that song, and they didn't realize that it was a Beatles cover, and I was like, oh yeah, and then I, you know, I started singing it, and they're like, oh yeah, I guess it is. Um, but anyway, that's the cool thing about that song is that he he puts his own soulful, you know, bluesy spin on it, but it's totally different. Um, and and you know, that's what I think a great, like I said, I think a great cover should be. You know, there are some great straight up covers certainly, and a lot of these Beatles covers that I listened to in the last week are kind of straight up covers, but I think when you really knock it out of the park with a cover, you really you put your stamp on it, and definitely I think Joe Cocker did that. So that's just, my list. Just like Madonna did with good American list. Pie. It's the same kind of thing. No, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's, that's a good <laughs> list. Wow, a lot, of, a lot of variety this week. All right, I'll get to mine now. So number five, I'm going cheesy. I think a lot of people think this is really too cheesy, but I think it's a great uh, pop song. I think Stevie Wonders, we can work it out. I, you know, I think that's a great song. Oh, before, no? I, get, yeah, before I get into my that's list, good. by the way, I, I took a different approach than you guys because this is a very daunting task. And, Todd, I don't sleep much, but I think I sleep a little more than you. So <laughs> I decided – 
to use the stuff that I already had in my repertoire. I may have done a little research, but not much. I wanted to kind of take the stuff, the, the covers that I grew up listening to or have listened to over time, as opposed to going out there into the vast ocean. I felt like that was very daunting. I applaud you guys for doing the research. Because, well, I did a combination, I guess, yeah. but yeah. Yeah, mine, yeah, mine, mine too. Here. So no, no, I would say the Stevie Wonder, I, that, that one's on my, that would be in my top 10 or so, definitely. It was, I mean, I, I put that one down, but it's a great, a spin on the song and he definitely gives it his own take stevie wonder we can work it out at number five uh number four a song that i felt had to be on the list and i wasn't sure which cover to go with and there's some well-known some lesser known and i'm gonna go with one that's actually in my personal collection uh from jennifer hudson doing let it be on she did on the haiti the mm-hmm. haiti relief special uh with the roots the one, roots yeah. were backing her and um, yeah, because they'll, right, they'll play with anybody. And so Jennifer Hudson and the Roots doing "Let It Be." I just felt like "Let It Be" had to be on the list. And no, that's that was, cool. That I, was I need good. to listen to that. I haven't yeah. heard her version. So um, that was that was number four on my list. Number three, I went with Eddie Vedder. You got to hide your love away. Number two, I went with this one. Is it's it's a bit obscure, but it's from the Across uh, the Universe movie. Dana Fuchs doing Helter Skelter. And I was deciding between that one and the U2 version. And I actually, it's another one that ended up in my personal collection, that track. I love that track, and I've listened to it over and over, and I've compared it, actually, to the U2 version. And it blows huh. the U2 version out of the water. It's uh, an artist, Dana Fuchs. She, I, I don't know what became of her. I know she did. She actually played Janis Joplin uh, on the in the off-Broadway show. Um, that's a real stretch. Um, and so, so she did that and, uh, yeah, that's number two. And then number one, the unanimous number one this week, Joe Cocker, goodbye with a little help from my friends. How about that? There we go. Yeah. Ah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt that that was gonna, that was gonna seal it. You had, had to be on there. Yeah. So, now, so wait, I have a question on the list. Two, two questions for Scott. Did you, um. Is this what Fuchs? Is this is she an actress or is she, she was, just a singer? She or was both? a I guess she's, both. she's both. So she's got it. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the only Dana Fuchs mention on any podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, in the entire world, most likely. We should probably link it to her Facebook. Well, we should have had her as a guest. We should have had her as a guest, in fact, uh, for the show. She, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. She does it. She was. A, I mean, she's obviously a singer and an actress. She's got a band. I I, I looked her up. Uh, before the show and yeah she's got a band she performs and then she also uh, like i said uh, plays soulful singers in movies and theater <laughs> so that's so her did she, was she yeah. did she appear in the in the across the universe yeah movie? she was in across the universe oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. she was in across right. the universe with with, with harrison's favorite bono i'm sorry you didn't do the, the bono <laughs> cover from across the universe uh was it yeah. he might have covered with a little help from my actually was that the song that he did i think it might have been oh that's help. a good question or no i am the remember. walrus i'm not sure what they did anyway uh, i need to go listen to that Fuchs version. Yeah, the Fuchs version. Superior to the YouTube version. The Fuchs version is is a. So I had two non Spotify tracks. The Fuchs version is not on Spotify, and uh, you will not find the Jennifer Hudson "Let It Be." So I'll have to. Uh, send... Also, two actresses, actress singers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Singer actresses. And uh, the other thing I was gonna say, it was tough leaving the Black Keys. She said, she said off my list. That was that okay. was really difficult. It was actually the, so I, I went with the Jennifer Hudson song because I wanted "Let It Be." To be on the list, but that Black Keys cover is awesome. So maybe that's where we start with the the ultimate five. It's a good cover. Yeah. Well, actually, before before you yeah. get into that, I just yeah. want first I wanted to congratulate us on only choosing one track from the I am I am Sam soundtrack. That was really mm. um, <laughs> really happy with that. Now, in your in in doing your both either of you doing your research, did you come across any like 
terrible Beatles, Beatles covers. Oh, plenty. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, Lots. And for me, for me, the obvious one is Shatner doing Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. <laughs> Just <laughs> awful. But uh, a close... Sounds uh, terrible. The second for me was, and, and it, it pains me to say this, was the Jerry Garcia band doing Dear Prudence. Oh, really? For the sheer fact that it clocks in at 11 and a half minutes. Which is just <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah, unnecessary. seriously. What do you expect? <laughs> I, mean, true. I, know, I just, yeah, it's true. I mean, I'm sure in, in 1989 when they recorded it, it, it was cool, but it just doesn't quite wear well at this point. So. Oh, Scott, the other question I had was, on Let It Be, was did you listen to the Aretha Franklin version by any chance? I did not. Like I said, I didn't oh, go back okay. and listen. I didn't want my okay. list to be tainted with the uh, overabundance of research that's been done on this topic. Okay. So, so I, I just yeah. wanted to give it an honorable mention because it was like it just was it was number six i didn't make top oh five, wow so okay incredible version yeah incredible. okay uh so so let's get to the 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 ultimate list twisted lister countdown here we're gonna i think what black keys she said she said belongs on the list right is there agreement on that i can i, I agree think with that yeah, that was yeah. My top 12. all right and number one we know number one it's joe cocker yeah. obviously yes. all right yes. now this is the hard part with a lot of variety here today uh, what are we gonna What are we gonna do? Where Where, where you guys want to uh, weigh in? Where Where do we, Where do you think we start on number four, number three, and number two? Um, can you go back? To oh yeah. Okay. So what Harrison we got? So I just yeah. So I obviously just in my list. Then we've got Hendrix, Sgt. Pepper's, The Beach Boys, Hide Your Love Away, Otis Redding, Hard Day's Night, Al Green, I Want to Hold Your Hand, Regina Spector, Real Love, You Two, Helter Skelter, Johnny Cash, In My Life. And then, and then obviously Joe Cocker, we mentioned that. Now I think, um, you know, Helter Skelter. I, I want to put it on the list just to piss off Harrison, Todd, because I've that's fine. Okay, I'm okay with that. No, that's fine. You know, you know, I'll I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That was that was in my list right off the bat. That one never left the list. I just, I can we make it number make it number five or four or something? Yeah, yeah, four maybe four. Of course, no, of course. I think that one, but I think it definitely it just has to be on the list, and we're just gonna. Piss off Harrison. I mean, he, no one else is listening to this. <laughs> so point is it's only Harrison. Just listen over and over. Okay, that's number, uh, what do we say? That's number four. It's just, four? It's Can we get that just a okay. Bono stroke job. It just drives me crazy. Okay. What? All right, let's go. Uh, so now we got, all right, now we've got, so we've got Hide Your Love Away is on two lists, Eddie Vedder and Beach Boys. I mean, now you kind of look at the songs, right? And then you've got, yeah. I think, is that the only similar, that's the only song that's left on two, two separate I think lists. so, yeah. Should we go, so I feel like I almost that, put Let It Be, so I'm okay with Let It Be. Okay. I mean, if you want to put, but but, mm-hmm. uh, but no, I think Hide Your Love Away, I was going to put the Eddie version on my original list, and then it got knocked off. That's fine. I mean, there's nothing. The Eddie's Eddie's version is fantastic. I just, I just, you know, I really like the way the Beach Boys did it. But I'm happy to put the Eddie version on our final list. Okay, that's number three. We have to twist Harrison's arm on Eddie. But Eddie, it was just cool. I think when that song came out because we hadn't we hadn't heard Eddie really outside of that much of like Pearl Jam rock. Yeah, that was that's when he started doing the solo stuff. Yeah, right. He started it. Now we've heard a lot of it with the ukulele album and everything. But it was a different kind of take for for Eddie. It is a straight up kind of a straight up cover. But more, a little more, you know, sparse than the original. Okay. And not, so, not any thoughts? All right. So, so what's left here? Hendrick, uh, Hendrick, Sergeant Peppers, Otis Redding, Hard Day's Night, Al Green, I Want to Hold Your Hand, Johnny Cash in My Life. That's a strong one. And the, the Jennifer Hudson, Let It Be. Those are probably what's what's left. The Stevie Wonder track obviously is there. I, I feel like that track is it's a good pop song, but I don't know if it really belongs 
on the ultimate list, right? Is that how you guys okay, feel about so that? It's I'm, I'm I'm down with the the Johnny in my life. That's a you know that's a good pick. I think Cash, Cash. Yep. So that See, this is good. I didn't even do this intentionally, but I put you know it's one of Harrison's favorites. So. I think yeah. all right, so that's getting. that's gonna be it. So <laughs> buying my vote over here. Yeah. So we'll order all right, so let's let's order this up. Five black keys. She said she said she said number four, you two helter skelter. At number three, Eddie Vetter, you got to hide your love away. Number two, Johnny Cash in my life. And number one, unanimous, of course, is Joe Cocker, right? That's it. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Beautiful. God, I want to make out with Winnie Cooper so bad. <laughs> yeah, we all heart Winnie Cooper. We're not done yet. That's not outro music. Let's keep going. Uh, so, so uh, news of the week, guys. Anything, uh, anything that you that, that jumped out at you guys as you're reading the music news this week? Harrison, I got nothing right now. Okay, <laughs> it's dead air. Things. Yeah, couple of things on the anniversary. Yeah, no, I I didn't want to go for. I wanted to let you go first, but. Couple of things on the anniversary tip that'll make us feel old. <laughs> the anniversary um, tip. <laughs> yes. Oh, dude. Wait, I want to Ty, Before you get into that, I, it's funny. Okay. I was, uh, you know, I was reading a lot of music milestones that were coming up in 2014. It makes you feel fucking old. Like it's uh, no yeah. joke. That's, like I'm about it's, to make us all feel old. Yeah, like Eddie Eddie Vedder's. <laughs> oh, it's a Dookie came out this week, 20 years ago. That was a big one. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. There are a lot of. I'm not even going to give them away. I was about to say. I think Eddie Eddie Vedder has a monumental birthday coming up. I believe. Uh, Is he turning 50? I think he's 50. I think Springsteen's 65. Ooh. I think like it's uh, born in the USA, 30 year anniversary. It, it's but even more so. There's stuff that'll hit even closer to home with uh, with other uh, anniversaries. It's it's. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. But Ty, go ahead and depress yeah. us all. Well, I was gonna yeah. say, well, I was gonna say, Allison Chains, which is not as big as that album, but Allison Chains, Jar of Flies, turns just turned twenty. Okay. I read a good a good piece on it on I think it was on Consequence. Of I think the best selling EP of all time or something like that or close it? to it. I don't know. That yeah. would be a good interesting statistic. But it was one of I I loved that album back in in high school when it came out. And then I was also gonna say Reality Bites twentieth anniversary just hitting, which is crazy. Wow. I love that that yeah. movie and soundtrack yeah. at the time were a big big deal. Yeah. So, those that made me feel old when I was like 20 years since Reality Bites. Yeah. So I have watched it whenever it's on TV. It's one of those movies I think I always and a brilliant, brilliant skewering of uh, MTV even in in the modern era. True. For sure. And and Ben Stiller directed that. Yeah. There you go. I I was gonna make an announcement regarding the the Bonnaroo announcement they're doing on February 19th, and I noticed that they're doing this like pre-show with the flaming lips and Ben Folds. It seems very cheesy, and I'm... Just for the announcement? Yeah, it seems... It's so cheesy, and yeah. I feel like... Like the Grammys. Yeah, I feel like there's a possibility that Bonnaroo is on the verge of jumping the shark. I feel... Like, Glastonbury would never do something that cheesy, right? And I feel yeah. like it's something where Bonnaroo needs to bring back a little self-respect. I don't know if anybody else cares. I'm probably the only person who really gives a shit. No, but, I, I agree you with know. you. That seems It yeah. seems like they don't need to do that. It seems like they're going... Yeah. They're trying too hard. Yeah, it's weird. They, they're trying way too hard, and it's kind of cutesy and strange. And anyway, so that was – but the Bonnaroo announcement coming up February 19th. I'm sure we'll have a reaction to that. Uh, going around the table now, favorite thing of the week, music-related. Harrison, what have you been doing all week, man? Well, this this week – actually, tonight I'm putting my money where my mouth is from last week's show, and I'm going to go see the Future Islands up in Baltimore um, at this uh, uh, new venue called Flowest Tree. So, you know, they were on my list for uh, – Breakout acts this year. They're going to be playing Coachella, and I'm going to check them out in their home, you know, in our hometown of Baltimore. So, no, we're not uh, from Baltimore. 
I mean, me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. my, yeah, whatever. We're, that's right. You I and moved. Future Islands. Me yeah. and Future Islands. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll have a report on that next week, but I'm looking forward to that. That's my that's my big music move of the week. All right, Todd. Well, I uh, I did see Lord Huron. Great show on Thursday night, which I mentioned last week. Um, but also, I've been listening to this band Typhoon, which I'm just getting into, um, and they are playing some of the festivals. I know they're playing Firefly. They're going to play, be playing a bunch of the summer festivals. They're touring right now. They're doing a headlining club tour. But um, but I think I, if you like something like Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros, I'd suggest something like Typhoon. And actually, Lord Huron, I think there's kind of a similarity there as well. Um, but but very cool sound. Definitely getting into them a little bit. Um, and I am seeing Steve Earle next week live, which I'm excited about. Never oh, seen nice. him live. So. That's cool. That's, my, that's a, my favorite thing of the week is a new app called Pacemaker, which allows me to mix Spotify tracks. And I've been doing this all week long. It's amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. So I can just take any song and just mix it up. And I think it's amazing. And I had to share that with you guys. And everybody on my who is listening to this, I'm going to just start DJing at random times and broadcasting it because this app is incredible. <laughs> Guys, give me, a, give me a request. Seriously, any request. Give me something. Oh, I know. Hey, you know what? Let's mix up Joe Cocker with a little help from my friends. Yeah, why not? We can do that because we can get any track in the entire world now. All right, so I guess this will play us out. Anyway, nice. this is my All favorite right. thing. It's called the Pacemaker app. Uh, this has been awesome, guys. Yes. So the final yeah. list, number one uh, number one cover of all time is uh, number one Beatles cover of all time, Joe Cocker, with a little help from my friends, of course. Also on the list, we had uh, Black Keys, She Said, She Said, You Two, Helter Skelter, Eddie Vedder, You Got to Hide Your Love Away, Johnny Cash in My Life, and number one, Joe Cocker. Uh, talk to you guys next week. All right, and, and if anybody has a you know an opinion about this, because this, this is a huge category, you can send us your uh, thoughts at twistedlister69 at gmail.com. 